0: to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Leo
1: and Emily Hello! And each episode will tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you So Leo, how are you? I'm great. I just started fencing last week Fencing? Oh, what's that? Is that when you put fences up around the
0: garden? (laughs) Sounds like it, but no Fencing is when you put on this special uniform and get out these really long swords called rapiers and kind of have a sword fight. So it's sword
1: fighting?
0: Yeah, but you have to poke your enemy with the end of your sword. But don't worry, the clothes
1: are very protective. Wow, that sounds amazing. So you're literally having sword duels with people. Yeah. Wow, well that's a pretty exciting thing to be doing. And... We've got a very exciting episode for you all this week, haven't we, Leo? Oh, yes. We have the return of our guest tellers. So we have two amazing stories coming.
0: Hang on. Aren't you forgetting something? What? Well, we need to talk about the last story, the three brothers, the greatest gift.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, we put a poll in the Facebook group and lots of our listeners made their decisions so, last episode, we talked about which of the three brothers had the greatest gift. So, what did, what was the oldest brother's gift? Well, I think he had a telescope. That's right, the telescope. And the middle brother? He had a flying carpet. Magic flying carpet. And the youngest brother? A lemon. A lemon. So, Leo... Out of those three brothers, which one do you think gave the greatest gift? I think, actually,
0: the youngest brother gave the best gift.
1: The lemon. Why do you think that?
0: Yeah, because, don't you remember, the lemon was magical. The juice inside it was magical.
1: OK, but so would the flying carpet and the telescope.
0: Yes, the telescope did see the princess and the carpet did fly them to the princess but the lemon when he put the juice in her mouth he sacrificed his magic gift for her when the other brothers could just keep them and promise her fortune with them but the youngest brother sacrificed it for her so therefore he has the
1: most important gift you mean of course when he used it on the princess it was all gone it was all used up yeah I see. So he gave the greatest sacrifice. Oh, that's really lovely, Leo. I like that. And do you know, nearly everyone in the Facebook group picked the youngest brother too. I think maybe they thought the same as you.
0: That's cool. Well, speaking of listeners, we have some shout-outs for you. Oh,
1: my goodness, yes, we have got loads of shout-outs. Who have we got this week, Leo?
0: Well... Firstly, here's a shout-out to Evie, who is seven, and her little sister Wendy in Bristol. Hi, folks.
1: Hi, folks. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Who have we got next, Leo?
0: Here's a shout-out for Leo, who is five, and Luna, who is three, in Denmark. In Denmark, wow. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Thanks
1: Thanks for listening.
0: listening. Next, here come our USA listeners. We have a shout-out for Ella, who is seven, and Violet, who is five in New Jersey. Hi Bye folks. Ella. Thanks Hi for listening. Thanks for listening. And a shout out to our super fan, Vida, in Minneapolis.
1: Oh yeah. Hi Vida! Hi Vida! Thanks,
0: Thanks for, for listening. listening. Next we have Cascadia, who is seven in Oregon. Hi
1: Cascadia! Hi Cascadia! Thanks, Thanks for listening.
0: And finally, here's a shout out to Fiona. Who is seven and she has moved to San Jose. Hi, Fiona. Fiona. Thanks
1: Thanks for for listening. listening. Oh, brilliant. And I've noticed we've got some new names there, new listeners. Oh, how cool. Amazing. And remember, if you would like a shout out, you can let us know in our Facebook group, Dragonfly Tales, or you can email us, talesfromthedragonfly at gmail.com. And we'll put all of these details in the show notes.
0: So, Emily, what's our first story today?
1: Well, Leo, our first story is by our guest teller, the lovely Maria Cradali. Cool. Maria loves taking traditional tales and making them her own, breathing life into characters and taking her listeners on journeys of magic and myth. Her favourite stories are those that leave you feeling that all is well in the world.
0: Ah, that sounds
1: lovely. So would you like to hear Maria's story, Leah? You betcha. So here is Maria Cradali with The Cracked Pot.
2: Long, long ago in a hot, dry country... There lived a water carrier. He worked in a house high up on the side of a valley, and it was his job each day to pick up two heavy clay pots and to balance them on either end of a pole which he carried across his shoulders, and to walk down the long, winding, dusty path to the river at the bottom of the valley. And it was a lovely place to sit and while away a few minutes the man would sit and look at the water and the light would dance on it and the air was cool. But after a while, he would go and fill those heavy clay pots up with water and he would hoist them back onto his shoulders and he would carry them all the way up that long, winding, dusty path to the house on the side of the valley. After some time, One of those clay pots developed a crack. It wasn't a very big crack, it didn't break. But the crack meant that the water would drip out from that pot as the man walked up that long, winding, dusty path. And it would drip, drip, drip all the way back to the house. And by the time he got there, he had less water in that clay pot. But this didn't seem to bother the man at all. It did bother the perfect pot, the pot with no cracks in it, and he started to get grumpy. And the perfect pot began to mutter and whine and complain to the man. Why don't you get rid of that cracked pot? said the perfect pot. Look at it, it's rubbish. That crack means by the time you get back up to the house, you've only got half a pot full of water left. Oh, it's making our life so much harder. Why don't you get rid of that ugly, cracked pot? But the man didn't listen. He just smiled and carried on walking up that dusty path. It didn't bother him one bit. But it did bother the cracked pot. Oh, the poor cracked pot. He had to listen to the perfect pot calling him ugly and useless every day and he started to believe it. And he got so, so sad. And one afternoon the cracked pot had to say something to the man. And when they were down at the river, he whispered quietly in the man's ear and he said, I can't do this job anymore. I'm so sorry. I know I'm making your life hard. And I wish I could pull myself together and close this crack. But I can't. And I know that. I know that I'm, I'm not good enough to do the job anymore. And, and maybe it's time you let me go. And got a perfect pot instead. Well, the man said nothing. He just smiled and he picked up the pots full of water once more and he walked back up that long and winding dusty path to the house on the side of the hill. And as he walked, he spoke to the perfect pot and he said to it, look down and tell me what you see. And the perfect pot looked down. Nothing, said the perfect pot, there is nothing on my side of the path except dry, dusty earth. And maybe a few stones. Why? Why are you asking? And the man smiled and he said very gently to the cracked pot, look down and tell me what you see. And the cracked pot looked down as it drip, drip, dripped the water. And there the cracked pot could see butterflies and bees all dancing amongst the wildflowers that grew all the way up his side of the path, right back to the house on the side of the valley.
1: So Leo, did you like Maria's story?
0: Yeah, I thought it was fantastic.
1: What was your favourite bit?
0: Well, I really love Maria's relaxing way of telling.
1: Oh, yes, it's lovely, isn't it?
0: And the important message as well. Even though the pot was cracked, it made all those beautiful flowers grow. I know, so cool. So, Emily, what's your story today?
1: Well, my story is also an old folktale with a very important message. As well? Especially for our times, when something is broken, like Maria's pot, or old and worn, people tend to just throw it away in the bin and buy something new. That's true. There's a lot of waste and rubbish in the world. There's too much. It's piling up and up and up. And this story is lovely because it makes us think how we could do things differently. And this story is lovely because, like Maria's, it makes us think how we can do things differently. It's about a tailor. Ooh, what's a tailor? Well, a tailor is someone who makes clothes. Now, you get clothes made in factories. You get hundreds and hundreds of pairs of trousers, all made very quickly. But in the olden days, they weren't made by machine. They were made by hand. By one person. That's right. Called a tailor. So how do you think we should start this story? I think we should start... There was once a
0: tailor and he made clothes.
1: Brilliant. There once was a tailor and he made clothes. He sat and he cut and he stitched and he sewed, making lovely clothes for people to wear. But he was always so busy making clothes for others, he never made clothes for himself. That's sad. Well, one day he was sweeping up his shop and he found lots and lots of pretty little scraps of cloth, all different colours, left over from all the clothes he'd made for others. What sort of colour scraps do you think he had, Leo?
0: Maybe purple. Purple. Yellow. Yellow. yellow, Green. Green. Magenta. Magenta. Crimson. Crimson.
1: Crimson. Scion. Scion. Oh, you know, lots of different colours. Yeah, (laughs) silvers and golds. Beautiful, multicoloured little scraps of cloth. He picked them all up and he laid them out on the table. He looked at them this way. He looked at them that way. He rubbed his chin and he scratched his head. Then he picked up his scissors, his needle and thread... I can do something with this, he said. He
0: cut and he snipped and he snipped and he cut. He sewed
1: and he stitched and he stitched and he sewed. All night long by the candle light Till the sun came up and the cockerel crowed. doodle Can you guess what he had made? Well, I would make a beautiful coat. And that's just what he made. A wonderful coat of many colours. Everyone who saw that coat said how grand it looked. The tailor wore it every day. The tailor wore it all about. He wore it and wore it till it was all worn out. How do you think the tailor felt, Leo? He must feel really sad losing his favourite coat. He was. He he laid the tattered coat out on the table. He looked at it. This way? He looked at it. That way? He rubbed his... Chin? And scratched his... Head? Then he picked up his scissors, his needle and... Thread? I can do something with this, he said. He cut
0: and he snipped and he snipped and he cut. He sewed and he stitched and he stitched and he sewed. All night long by the candle light. Till
1: the sun came up and the cockerel crowed. cock a doodle doo! Can you guess what he made this time?
0: Well, he's got too little for a coat. But maybe he can make a
1: jacket. A jacket? A beautiful. Patchwork jacket of many colours Everyone who saw his jacket agreed how fine it looked The tailor wore it every day The tailor wore it all about He wore it and he wore Wore it it. till It was all worn out Exactly And how do you think the tailor felt about that? He was really sad probably he laid that old jacket out on the table. He looked at it. This way? He looked at it. That way? He rubbed his... Chin? And scratched his... Head? Then he picked up his scissors. His needle and thread? I can do something with this, he said. He
0: cut and he snipped and he snipped and he cut. He sewed and he stitched
1: and he stitched and he sewed. All night Long by the candlelight Till the sun came up And the cockerel crowed cock a Can you guess what he made this time, Leo? Maybe a hat A hat? Oh, fancy that A multicoloured hat And everyone who saw this new hat Agreed how excellent it looked on his head The tailor wore it every day. The tailor wore it all about. He wore it and wore it... Till it was all worn out. And how did he feel about that? Probably really sad. Yeah, he took his hat off and he put it on the table. He looked at it. This way? He looked at it. That way? He rubbed his... Chin? He scratched his... Head... Then he picked up his scissors, his needle and thread. I can do something with this, he said.
0: He cut and he snipped and he snipped and he cut. He sewed and he stitched and he stitched and he sewed all night long by the candlelight till the
1: sun came up and the cockerel crowed. Can you guess what he made this time, Leo? Well, he's really running out of material, but maybe he can make a tie. A tie? Oh me, oh my. It was a snazzy tie. Everyone who saw that tie agreed how fine it looked on him. So the tailor wore it every day. The tailor wore it all about. He wore it and wore it it till it was all worn out. out. And the tailor... He was really sad about that He took off the tie and put it on the table He looked at it This way He looked at it That way He rubbed his Chin And scratched his Head Then he picked up his scissors His needle and thread Yeah, I can do something with this He said He cut and he snipped and he snipped and he
0: cut He sewed and he stitched and he stitched and he sewed All night long by the candlelight Till
1: the sun came up and the cock will crow (gasps) (laughs) Well, can you guess what he made this time? Well, he has
0: hardly any thread left, but maybe he can make a button.
1: A beautiful little button. Nice and neat. Oh, that little button was so sweet. So he wore it everywhere. The tailor wore it all day long. He wore it and wore it till the button was gone and the tailor was really sad about that the button was gone nothing to put on the table he rubbed his chin and scratched his head can i do something with nothing he said he Thought and thought, no button I've got No tie, no hat, no jacket or coat But I have a thing that will never wear out I'll share with people all about And can you guess what the tailor made next?
0: What? He's got nothing What could he make? Wait a second. He has got something. He's got a story to tell.
1: (gasps) He's got a story. And so he made a story. This story. And he shared it with everyone he knew. And I've just shared it with you. Wow.
0: I'm going to share it with someone else. That's the way.
1: The End. So, Leo, did you like that story?
0: Yeah, I thought it was
1: fantastic. What was your favourite bit?
0: Well, I like how, in the end, he thinks he has nothing, but he really has a story to tell. Yeah. And I also love the message that if something breaks you can just repair it and make it into another thing.
1: Yeah, that's a really good message, isn't it? I love it. I quite like how this story uses lots of rhyme as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Helps you to remember it.
0: Definitely. So that's it for this episode of Dragonfly Tales. Thanks to Maria Credali for sharing her lovely story and we'll have more guest tellers coming soon.
1: And if you are enjoying our podcast, leaving us a review would be just wonderful. And if you can... Make a little donation on our website to keep us going. And thank Thank you so much. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leo. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another
0: story soon. But until then, let's reuse and recycle,
1: mend and make do.
0: We've only one planet for me and for you. Bye!
1: Dragonfly Tales podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page, Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram, at MDragonTales, and on Twitter, at Tales from the DR1.